This is the Music Manument Punkcast. For information about the tracks, check out punk.musicmanument.com, where you'll also find a flatter donate button. I'm here with Josh of Lewis Ling and the Bombs. How are you, Josh? I'm pretty good, pretty good. So you've been a guest on the main Music Manument show before, and we, we talked a lot about stuff so people can see the show notes if they want to hear a longer interview. We're going to try to go about 20 minutes here, so no one needs to feel like they need to hang out for, for too long if they don't want to. So we were discussing before we got going how some of the members of the band are are shy when it's um, talking about English. And I'm sort of curious, are there good podcasts and feeds in, in French for Creative Commons? Or I mean, it started in America, so I think there there is some English bias to Creative Commons in general. But what's it like? Yeah, Creative Commons in France is, is a big deal. Uh, we have a lot of big, big things. The best Creative Commons site is a uh, dog mazig uh, I can maybe write that in the little uh, yeah it's uh, I, we've had them on the show actually it's a uh, d-o-g-m-a-z-i-c dot net I believe they're a dot net yeah that's right um, and they have they have all kinds of podcasts and, and I can't remember exactly how many how many bands they have on their site but it's thousands yeah I'll make sure and make after sure. them there's Jamendo but Jamendo's not French Jamendo is um Jamendo is a uh, Luxembourg, which is a a little country near to France. Right, right. But they're they're not really French. Um, but they have offices apart from that, in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamendo is a big deal, but they're they're really not French. And in fact, they're they're not really respected by French um, establishment uh, at all, really. Hmm. But um, I like I like Jaman I like Jamendo until quite recently. So, what else? quite recently, what uh, what's new with Jamendo? What is there? Oh, what Jamendo? Uh, that Jamendo has been um, has been quite unfriendly. They're not really. They've not really been uh, very nice people recently. They've hmm. been banning quite. They've been banning quite a few people from the site and things like that. Interesting. I, I hadn't very... heard that they've been banning people. So. Yeah, they've been banning people for supposed violations of Creative Commons. Although it's hmm. all very, it's all very hush hush and. Nothing's ever explained. Interesting. Well, I mean, um, uh, Louis Link could be banned from Creative Commons as well because you know we have we have samples in our music from time to time. You know, that could happen to anybody. Yeah. So that's an interesting point that leads into my next question. I was going to ask, what does punk mean? I mean, people usually don't associate sampling with punk music, so. Uh, you know, I asked David this because he's a folk punk artist a couple weeks ago, and so you guys aren't. I mean, in some ways you're more traditional, but what does punk mean to you? Uh, punk rock for me, uh, punk rock is. Uh, uh, I gotta say, punk rock uh, is pretty political for me, always. So, and the politics is basically very, very similar to the politics of the '80s punk, uh, British punk rock bands like uh, Crass. And that was when I grew up. I grew up in the 80s in England under the iron heel of uh, Thatcher, who's dead, thank God. So I grew up, uh, everybody who grew up in Britain under Thatcher has some kind of political motivation. So, uh, yeah, punk is very political, of the extreme, 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 extreme left. Now, I thought you were Welsh. Did you grow up in the UK or actually in England? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I grew up in Wales, so. Okay. But it's the same thing. 
people I mean um, people like to think think that uh, Wales and Scotland and, and Northern Ireland are very different but uh, we're all just colonies it's it's all it's all the same mm. it's all the same colony so uh, speaking of politics, the last time that we spoke, which was uh, February of 2000, well, not the last time you and I spoke, but the last time we sort of spoke in a spoke in an official capacity in our interview was February of 2012, and there was a lot of going ons about immigration and such in France. And I was just curious if uh, you could give us a little update. Has anything changed in that respect? Has it gotten better or worse? Yeah, we changed government. So now we have a a socialist government instead of a right wing government. And that's the only thing that's changed. <laughs> because nothing else has changed at all. It's incredible. They're still they're still hunting down immigrants as if they're animals. It's still uh, sickening. It's sickening. So it's awful. It's awful. It's exactly the same. Uh, uh, if you if you're born um, a refugee or an immigrant, you don't have any human value to these politicians. And the incredible thing is that they uh, they were elected uh, to be socialists, so that's just shocking, shocking. So I've always sort of, I mean, as far as you know, the tr the trade union perspective, I've always thought there was an interesting sort of line with protectionism. I mean, in the U.S. in particular, I know that a lot of the unions that they're they're sort of. And some of the, my trade union friends will hate, hate me for saying this, but they, they seem pretty selfish. It's like all about, well, this is my union and fuck everybody else, and I don't even care. I mean, is, is that sort of stuff what's going on? Like, this is French socialism, and those people aren't French. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the thing. The, the, one of the first uh, racists in France was a man called Michel Rocard, and he said, France cannot welcome all the misery of the world. And uh, to say that, it's bad for France to welcome immigration. And of course, he's a total idiot. And uh, also, the trade unions in America are total idiots as well. Uh, immigration is good for a country, and it's good for the world, and that's it. Nothing else can be said except uh, fascist bullshit, like immigrants taking our jobs. That's just bullshit. The more immigrants there are in a country, the more jobs there are in a country. Immigrants are the people that work, you know, they're the ones that create wealth, not presidents of companies. What do you, what do you call them in America? CEOs. That, well, CEOs we have, we don't have create wealth, they suck wealth. So yeah, it's, it's immigrants that create wealth, it's immigrants that create jobs. When I, when I see immigrant people in France, I'm just, wow, they're so, they're so full of energy and vitality uh, and creativity. They they make uh, they make the new the new um, innovations. Uh, they're the ones bringing the new ideas to business. Immigrants are the the key to any country. That's why America used to be a, a great country because uh, immigrant people brought so much, so many new ideas to America. And it's interesting. I mean, we're you know all about Creative Commons here, and if you look at sort of the history of intellectual property, you see that that same thing. I mean, the whole reason that England, or I guess, I don't know what they were, I guess in the UK back in 1400s or 1500s, uh, whenever they started it, um, I think I'm getting confused between Venice and, and England with their patent acts. Because um, I know Venice was in the 1400s, and I think England was in the 1600s. But anyway, 
they wanted to bring immigrants in. I mean, that was the whole point. Like, let's give these people that are innovative and coming to our country some protection, and then they'll come and innovate in our country. And now it's it's all been flipped on its head in 500 years later. So it's sort of yeah. interesting yeah. to have that perspective. Fascism, fascism is just fascism is just there to to say, okay, don't look what we're doing. It's all the immigrants' fault. And then while while the working class is busy uh, attacking immigrants, they're busy taking complete and utter power from everyone else. And when and of course when I use the word fascism, you can take out the word fascism and put corporate multinational bullshit instead because they're the same. It's the same people. So let's talk about something very briefly that's sad, like all of this, but mostly just for me, not on a global issue. And I should have said that this is the beginning, but uh, I, we haven't. I, I'm drinking some tea here. That might be bad form to drink while on video, but I've I've been sick for the last few days, and so far I haven't uh, I haven't coughed or sneezed or anything on on video. But in case that happens for anybody, that's that's been going on for a while. So I've I've given the drug companies way too much money in cough drops the last few days, <laughs> but that, that's life. But we can move on from that and talk about something hopefully a little more appealing to everyone. What do you guys you guys have any tour touring coming up or any gigs that people should know about? Uh, well, we're always doing crazy concerts. The other week uh, we played in um, in an old mine shaft. We uh, some insane uh, anarchist squatters in France have decided to squat uh, a mine system, eight kilometers of old um, chalk mines inside this mountain in the suburbs of Paris. So that was insane, insane. So we're uh, with this band, we have a lot of a lot of luck. We get to play um, some really crazy places. Uh, that was insane. Uh, you go, you walk down a small uh, shaft, about 200 meters down into the down into the, the the mountain, and then it opens up into a big cavern. And it was it's really big. Uh, there was enough room for about 200 people. Hmm. That's a, an example of a great concert. Uh, we got lots of concerts in France, but uh, you know, all over the place. Uh, we played Berlin as well. Berlin was good, and we've got to see a couple of the Berlin squats. Uh, Berlin is a East Berlin is a city of squats. Hmm. Basically, the whole the whole city was covered in in squatters from the extreme left of all over Europe. All kinds of anarchists and and um, anarcho communists and hippies. East Berlin is a great place for uh, for punk rock. It's awesome. And you wouldn't believe the squats that they have wow. in Berlin. Huge squats. The, these are squats the size of tower blocks. And inside the squat, you have a cinema. You've got um, a venue for, for bands. You've got bars. You've got cafes, library, gymnasiums, everything. All, in, all done in a, an anarchist uh, participatory way. These are insane places. Wow. Muted my mic there the second time. Uh, people on the video can see that. People, people will... Uh... Hopefully, I covered the mic like physically rather than muting it digitally the, the first time I called. So hopefully, that was enough to keep people from hearing my very loud coughing. You're a hero. You're a hero. Yeah, I try. Uh, <laughs> well, those are shows that were in the past. Are there any, are there anything coming up, or is it all just sort yeah, of yeah? Like, we're gonna play. Uh, we're playing Paris. We play Paris all the time. We're gonna play an, an, a, a new squat that I haven't played before called uh, La Boue in uh, Villejuif, which is um, Villejuif in American would be uh, Jewtown. Hmm. That's uh, they're not very politically correct, but that's the name of the town. 
so that's well I'm looking forward to that that's uh, meant to be quite a dirty a dirty punk rock squat after that we're gonna play in um, Brittany in uh, Nantes which is really far from Paris into uh, the deep deep French countryside and I've never we've never been so far into the into the wilderness to, to play a concert so that that's gonna be fun so is it it's literally in the wilderness or well, I don't know because I've never been to uh, that far into Brittany. I know that Brittany, when you look at Brittany on the on the French map, it's just green. Hmm. So it just looks like it's the whole thing is green. It's where King Arthur comes from and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. It's all very mystical. Um, that, that makes me think you guys have done some acoustic shows in the past. Is that still something you're doing regularly, or um, yeah, is that just Okay. Yeah, yeah, we do acoustic shows all the time, and we've even recorded we even recorded a, an acoustic uh, version of one of our songs uh, quite recently. We're pretty awful at acoustic shows, <laughs> still, but we we try, we try, we're getting better. So um, yeah, because acoustic guitar is difficult. Electric guitar is really easy, but acoustic guitar is really difficult. But uh, we need to have an acoustic show because. Um, you know, there's some bars where there's you can't have noise, and it's cool to have acoustic, acoustic, punky, folky shows. It's fun. I, I, okay, you said that some bars can't have noise, but can you explain that a little bit more? Uh, in France, uh, they they have very draconian noise laws. Uh, if you go above 107 uh, decibels in any bar, um, a policeman can can uh, measure this uh, this noise level and shut the bar down hmm. uh, which is quite bad and uh, normally they pick on you know bars with Arabic uh, guys who own the bars you know that kind of thing just to like pick on them but they're the guys that are really supporting the punk scene in um, in Paris and basically if you hit um, a snare drum really hard just a snare drum on its own you can go more than 107 decibels. So basically music is illegal, basically. But, you know, that doesn't matter to us because we play in places that are mostly illegal anyway. Mm. So what's the, what's the difference? So are there, is it like a zoning thing? Are there like certain places where that music is allowed or is it you have to get a no, it's, on a... it's all over the place. It's all mm. over the place. Metallica, Metallica played the Elysee Montmartre one time and the neighbors called up and complained about the noise and asked them to turn it down. And they did it. They turned the noise down. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty intense. So, the, so, like, so that's ridiculous. That's just in Paris, though? So are a lot of the shows outside of the city then? Mm. I mean, a lot of the, the yeah. legal shows. Yes, like if I you're know. a big touring. A lot, okay. a, lot of the shows, a lot of the shows are in illegal squats. And in illegal squats, uh, there's no point for the policeman to turn up with a little decibel meter and and check the sound because the place is already illegal so right you know so it doesn't matter well I, I just meant for like if I don't know Justin Bieber or Lady Gaga or some touring musician wanted to play in Paris which I assume they would um, where would they do that I'm just trying to understand the, yeah, they, uh, do, the they do that they, they, they have um, they have enormous sound systems in like big stadiums for mm. Justin Bieber and um, but there, they respect the sound laws. So they have these massive, mm. massive sound systems, and it's 107 decibels uniformly. 
they, it's quite, um, you know, these are, are big, big businesses keeping the whole thing going. So it's cool. You can go see Lady Gaga and you can talk to, you can talk to your friend next to you without getting deaf. It's okay. Huh. That's kind of, kind of interesting. <laughs> um, so this is something we, we talked about before in sort of the non-commercial license and the whole punk thing, but I noticed some of your newer stuff that you released on SoundCloud rather than Jamindo as under the uh, attribution share alike license. And I was wondering if you could just say a little bit about why the uh, license change. That's a good question. Can you can you clear that up for me? What what is a share alike exactly? Well, um, so I have to pull up the SoundCloud here to see which owl, which track it was. Actually, I don't oh, think I need to do that. No, no, it's the, it's the word, the word share alike. What does that mean, the word share alike? So on, it's the SA on, so your tracks used to be BY-NC-SA, that Creative Commons license. But I yeah. noticed on your new SoundCloud stuff that it's just BYSA, which is something that we, on Music Manument, we always try to get people to use a free culture license of BYSA. SA license because that gives DJs that tells them that they can use it commercially. Now a lot of people, especially people that have political stances, they want to be extra cautious with the dash NC so that they don't, you know, get used by Exxon or something. And the thing is, is for me it's subversive to use the dash SA because if Exxon were to use a track, well then they would have to release everything about that track under Creative Commons. I mean that's that's the <laughs> subversive part of the SA. So I mean it's almost like tricking these corporate people if you leave off the non-commercial you like give them the uh, the access but then you know if they use it then they've got to release all of their stuff too so it's sort of a you know reasonable people can disagree about that but I just wondered if you were you know if it was on purpose if you were thinking about trying it out I know some people they like to try different licenses and see which ones get picked yeah, up yeah well I do I do I click uh, I click about and um, I click around and I say oh that's that looks good but I mean so we we have an anarchist uh, an anarchist stance in the band but at the same time we can't possibly be purists about it because we you know we sell real records for real so we can't we can't be um, purists because we need money to change uh, guitar strings and things like that yeah at the same time I, I you know we love sharing stuff for free we think all music should be free and if Exxon wants to use my stuff I won't be happy about it but I, I, I wouldn't be able to stop them and in fact, on YouTube, my uh, our music's been used so many times uh, by fashion designers for new clothing lines and things like that. Even though I put non-commercial, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's been used for lots of commercial reasons yeah. for adverts and things like that. And there's nothing I can do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend my life, you know, in a court going, ah, it was a non-commercial license. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean that's one of the things that Jamindo and I think uh, the CS, uh, the C3S people in Germany are trying to fix. I don't know if you've had any uh, dealings with the guys in. You said you were just in Berlin. Um, I can't remember what the three stands for, but there's like a a new um, collection society that's sort of like in opposition to GEMA in Germany that's trying to spring up, and so it might be something worth looking into. That is that is something worth looking into because we were thinking of uh, signing to um, uh, get some uh, right societies because uh, if our music is on is on all these adverts and we can't take them to court because we can't we can't we can't possibly take take people to court we haven't got the time uh, yeah. so we might as well we might as well sign to get some of that money back 
because uh, that's just uh, what we need. We, in Germany, we're we're with a net label called AF Music, and they're pretty cool. In that they started, they started uh, releasing stuff in Creative Commons um, about uh, six years ago, maybe more, and they were really popular with the the concept. And so I know that in Germany, the concept of Creative Commons is really strong. Very, very strong. Yeah. I should say two things of clarification. Well, one's not really a clarification, but just for people that were not watching the video, the video is going to be recorded, but people listen to podcasts just so you can get a sense of the sort of things that you're missing on video. Josh held up some of the physical CDs when he was talking about that earlier. I don't think he thought twice about it, but for the people, yeah, he's doing it again. So go check out the, uh, the video if you want to see some of their artwork. And I assume it's the same artwork that's on you know, the album covers on Jamindo and various places as well. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. There, so obviously you can check it out there. there. Oh, the other clarification was there. there's another record label. I don't remember what exactly it's called, but it's Anti-Flags music la label. that It has AF in the name as well. So oh, that is yeah, yeah, not not the same one. So no, uh, just so people don't get confused. One. But yeah. Yeah, it's not exact. not the same. Yeah. But they are very similar. They're very similar names. I can't remember what a, what AF uh, what Anti Flags Records is called, but it's not AF Music. It's AF Records or yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Very similar. So I know the last time we had you on, uh, you suggested that we get Pete Viler on the the band. And I've tried oh, and yeah. tried and tried, and um, they're they're like many of your band members. I think shy about their ability to speak English. So uh, we usually ask people you know, who we should have on the show, but I'm not going to do that this time because I know who you think we should have on the show. I'm going to ask you if you can sort of poke and prod them to say yes to us and okay. we'll, we'll have them on the show. So, Okay, yeah, I will do because, I mean, Pete Viler's music is consistently excellent. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good one to have. Great, great. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much. Before we go, do you have anything else you want to tell people about? Um, it's a so much. I got so much to say. So much to say. So I can't. I can't even begin. All right. Well, we'll have to have you on um, again sometime next time after you've played some uh, crazy show in some abandoned something. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're always playing uh, shows, crazy shows in abandoned uh, things. Great. So, well, have a uh, wonderful rest of your evening over there in France, and uh, we'll talk yeah, to you later. It's, uh, it's uh, 9.30 here in France. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been another Music Manument Punkcast. We've got three tracks for you here to close the show. All three are by Louis Ling and the Bombs, of which Josh is the lead singer here. Those tracks are R-E-V-O-L-T. It's a attribution share alike license and that spells revolt in case you're uh, fumbling about trying to figure out what that spells and then we've got burn it down which is a non-commercial license and then Chomch chomsky changed my life also a non-commercial license
presents Noam Chomsky speaking on government in the future. Here is Noam Chomsky. Beautiful idea, we only have to try The morning only starts 
Right! 